Hey y'all, I'm Moni and you're mixing with Moni, okay? Welcome to my weekly mixer where I take your favorite Bravo shows, TV news, and hot topics, mix it with my opinions and some of my friends' opinions, a little shade, and sometimes a cocktail or two. I'm bringing in my POC perspective to shows we all love. Let's mix it up. What's up, y'all? It is your girl, Moni. And before we get into this week's amazing episode, I had a change of heart. Thought I wasn't going to watch Dallas this week. And then I had a change of heart and I did. And unfortunately, it came after I already saw or already recorded this episode. And I really wanted to get this out because it's already kind of delayed due to spring break. So I have a second episode covering Dallas, Hot topics from the week, from the Bravo sphere, Roni trailer, so much more that I'm sure you will want to hear from this person. Trust me. Coming out on Tuesday with a very special guest that we all pretty much know and love, who has been on before, special hint. And yeah, I'm really excited to have him on. Um, I do have a Patreon episode already out covering hot topics with Tom Hamlet from Dumpster Dive Podcast, whom I love. So there will not be all the same hot topics. I'll be covering some new ones because there's always something going on in the Bravo world, okay? So uh, stay tuned for that on Tuesday. Two episodes are better than one anyway. So we'll be talking Dallas and hot topics, the Roni trailer, so much more. And until then, enjoy this amazing episode finishing up a Women's History Month with a very special woman and a new friend in all of our heads, a new friend to the podcast, but definitely will be back. Kiki from the Talk of Shame talking New Jersey and Atlanta and so many other things like our deep dives on TikTok and, oh, honey, you're going to love it. Trust me. Let's get into that. Pumpkin. Hello, 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 all you beautiful and wonderful mixologists out there. It is your girl, Moni, and you are listening to Mixing with Moni, okay? I am very excited to be back on my mic and home from traveling through the South, the dirty, dirty South, y'all. And I am here with a fabulous co-host today, and we're actually going to jump right into it, which is why the intro is a little bit different than normal, because there's so many things to talk about and shows, and I just want to get to the good stuff. I don't even want to wait any longer. I have Miss Kiki here, TikTok extraordinaire, Instagram up-and-coming star, the talk of shame, funniest memes deep dives into some of your most problematic faves or non-faves. Either way, we love to talk about them and learn about all the ways that they could disappoint us more. She's broken many a scandal, many a story. She's part of the reason why I don't want to travel through South Carolina, which I just had to do because we did a nice, she did a nice little breakdown of why Southern Charm got rid of a couple of episodes. And if you don't know what I'm talking about or why, you just simply need to follow her at the talk of shame. And let's get to know Kiki a little bit more. I'm so excited to have you. Welcome. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Finally. <laughs> yes, we did a wonderful panel with um, Sarah Galley's. Honestly, Sarah just introduces me to all my new best friends. I think that's what keeps happening. I keep having people on from all the panels that I do on on Andy's girls and I'm very excited to talk with you about all the deep dives. What got you started into making those amazing TikToks where you just be exposing people in a great way, in ways that need to be exposed? 
I mean, it was locked down. Like I hadn't even downloaded TikTok before because I was like, eh, I'm too old. That's for 12 year olds, right? Yeah. But you know, <laughs> you watch enough Netflix and Hulu in lockdown. You're like, what else can I do? Oh, well, mm-hmm. let me just download TikTok and see what they're talking about. And uh, got obsessed. A few nights where I was like, let me just look at a little TikTok before I go to bed. And then literally the sun was coming up. It's so addictive. <laughs> Oh my God. No, I am so serious. My fiance and I, every night she'll just look at me and go, you want to look at some TikToks? And I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) And then I'm looking and it's like one o'clock in the morning. And I don't understand how this happened. I send them to everyone I know, whether they have the TikTok app or not. It's just, I don't know how to explain it, but it's like a cathartic experience because you laugh, you cry, you save things, you, there are recipes you're never going to get back to. There's just so many things. It's, it's a world that I, I'm glad the young people created. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, but I mean, I'm interested. I've, I feel like I've learned more in TikTok in mm. the last eight months or whatever than I have in so many ways. Like it's helped me. Like I learned how to take notes better because yes. of certain like shortcuts on my computer that I just didn't know existed. Yeah. No, seriously. <laughs> TikTok taught me how to like take like the tendons out of like cut chicken tenders, like chicken breasts. I was like, what? I did the whipped coffee for like the one year anniversary Ooh. of the pan- or the personal pan pizza we're in called COVID. I did uh, the whipped coffee. I didn't do it right last year. This year I got it perfect and it was dynamite. It was good? Oh, nice. So good. I did the TikTok pasta with my roommate. We did one version and okay. she wasn't thrilled with how it came out. I found nothing wrong with it, but she wasn't thrilled. We did it again. I enjoyed it that time. Um, and I was like, okay, so TikTok is teaching me how to cook, how to drink coffee, how to uh, be a better person, how to everything. I, yeah. why school? Just go to TikTok. <laughs> exactly. Download TikTok. Like parents, if you're currently like, I just want my kids out of my house and I want them to go back to school, but I'm afraid of the, the virus and blah, blah, blah. All you got to do is really just give them TikTok. And I feel like they'll actually learn just as much, if not more. And that's coming from an educator. Because I'm being educated <laughs> via TikTok. So most of the things I'm going to probably give your kids might also come from TikTok. And they educate me. I've had kids tell me plenty of times, have you seen this? You need to see this. And I'm like, this is fascinating. So listen, we're all learning at the hands of the internet. Why not? Yeah, totally. <laughs> what is your favorite deep dive or what even the most well-received or one you really loved a deep dive that you've done thus far? I mean, I think, you know, Southern Charm is where it all began because it's like I have such a love-hate relationship with that show. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time that I've ever watched the show. And this is prior to me even doing like these deep dives where I was watching it and I was like conflicted because I was like, I really love Bravo. This feels like a weird show that I'm watching. It it feels like it's not right, but yet I'm can't stop watching it but I also something feels wrong about it but I couldn't yes like I could but I couldn't I don't know (laughs) yes when when the Charleston one first premiered I had the exact same experience I felt like this seemed racist but then I was like (laughs) I kind of want to watch it what's going on what's wrong with me and then I did watch it and I was like 
am I thrilled or mad that there are no people of color on this show? I'm almost like, I think it's safer this way. Maybe we won't have to address like the problems with going down this, this area and not addressing anything. Like, let's just pretend it doesn't exist. I'm enjoying that. Like, why not? Like, I don't know. Cause sometimes, you know, believe it or not, though, we are all, it all, it seems yes, that we're always talking about race. It is sometimes it's nice to be able to take a break and be like, huh, here are some people I probably never want to interact with, just interacting with each other and being awful to each other and not me. I'm interested. In a weird way, I was connected to it. I mean, you know, my family's from the South. So like immediately I'm like drawn to anything Southern because mm-hmm. while it terrifies me in ways, it still is just like this like home feeling because I spent, you know, so many family reunions in the South and like the only beach I went to was in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. So mm-hmm. I feel like that's what drew me to it. But also like when I would go to the, the family reunions and stuff like that, I was also terrified while I was there. And it was like, I felt the same way watching the show. I was like, yep. I'm watching this, but I'm terrified. And if y'all aren't familiar with her, her deep dives, you need to go and be a part of that. But because the Southern Charm one was a, quite a while ago, and uh, probably pretty early on into the, the quarantines. And I remember watching it. And that was the first day I followed you. I was like, oh, you gotta be kidding me. Cause she was, you were doing a deep dive or you were watching, you were watching it, right? And it was that Bravo had taken a couple of episodes off, like in the wake of everything going on in the summer of 2020, they had taken a few episodes down. This was not uncommon of many shows, many networks that were taking things out left and right. Um, I recently saw one of Dance Moms unrelated because it was not racial but like one of the it was like the spinoff of dance moms miami one of the coaches or one of the dance teachers like just recently got charged with like a lot of really bad things that deal with Uh. inappropriate things in minors as a dance teacher i'm like oh this doesn't feel good um and I was wondering where like these three episodes of Dance Moms had been, like these one or two episodes. I'm like, where are these episodes? Where are they? And it was, I looked it up on Wikipedia and it's supposed to be when they're in Miami. So it's like the lead in to that show. And I was like, oh, they took it down because he's being bad. That makes sense. <laughs> so you like, I was like, this isn't uncommon. They were taking Golden Girls episodes out and you had shown that there was one gone of Southern Charm. And I'm like, okay, them being bad, that feels familiar. Uh, what did they do? And you expose what, it was a conversation, right? That like was being had. Could you just walk us through what the time, place and content matter of the conversation? Yeah, I mean, it started when I was looking for one episode because one episode stuck out of where Thomas was having a conversation with his father and they were at lunch mm. and Thomas was paying Abraham for lunch. Lincoln. Abraham yeah, Lincoln one. So he yes. was like, yeah, get rid of these Lincolns. So I couldn't oh. find that episode. So then I was like searching for it, found it somewhere else online. And then that was when I just started going back and like realized there was like, I think three or four episodes missing. But the one, they were reviewing all of the episodes that they had taken out the one episode that they actually did edit was where Catherine had invited. He was like kind of a, like that. He was the redheaded guy who was like a friend of Patricia. Cooper. Yes. And he, she had invited him over, him over to her plantation. That was like, had been in the family, <laughs> you know, forever. And, yes. you know, she was like, you know, let's go sit and, you know, have drinks on the, you know, I don't know what area of this is. And as they're walking by, she points out that, you know, this is the slave cemetery. And it was just very casual conversation that they're like traipsing through this yeah. slave cemetery. And it was just like, um, and then they just sat down and continued. And so 
they did end up uh, removing that particular just part of that scene that said, you know, they were walking through the slave cemetery, which I, remember- I actually like was like, I don't think you should remove it. Like it's already happened. Like, yeah, let's talk yeah. about it. <laughs> like it's already there. I mean, we've already seen it. The damage has been done. Anybody who was going to go <gasps> already is pretty much gone. Oh no. And decided on the spot if they were going to continue or not. Um, I, I remember posting that and being like, oh no, they did not. Like in a, oh my God, like a, like a, I'm, I'm guffawed, like type of way. Um, not so much like disdain, but like, oh shit, that's crazy. Cause Cooper pretty much just goes, oh wow, really? And mm-hmm. it was like, okay, could have been a cousin over there. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Which is actually like really crazy, especially when you consider like how many people, not me, but other people I've seen have like, explained the the possible connections between Catherine's baby daddy Thomas and her current boyfriend and the last name connection mm-hmm. and I'm like does this make it any more real for y'all that like this was like not that long ago no no okay we want to be removed that's fine and I did have some people after posting your video or your TikTok even DM me some in very like respectful ways like just out of curiosity what is the proper way to regard like this situation and I was like well wouldn't love throwing a party on a plantation that we could start there doesn't feel appropriate um best thing I can ever really do is like imagine I'm going to your grandmother's plan your grandmother's cemetery and I'm having a party around her grave do you love it like do you love it and if you don't maybe I shouldn't do that but if you do um for instance holocaust memorial like that's not a that's like a really bad place to host a gala you know what i mean um don't love that and i was like a lot of the the best ways to do it it's kind of like how potomac did it a couple of seasons ago when they went to new orleans and giselle's dad kind of walked them through this as a historical thing because you know in emmanuel Acho, who hosted the bachelor uh, bachelor um after the final rose this year great phrase i will be saying this line for the rest of my life you know history is meant to be remembered but not all of it is meant to be celebrated we do not need to be having cheers like mint juleps over the 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 burials of various people that helped make sure that your family had generational wealth while they literally died like that's what the cemetery is for like walking them through it as like a, a historical element like that would be fine but just casually rocking back and forth on top of someone's like grandmother i don't know girl yeah who died at the hands of your great-grandparents can you not because how do you think they died like you can say old age but i highly doubt it i mean i think the working themselves to the bone might have contributed to it if not something else so all in all maybe we shouldn't just like be cheersing you know (laughs) like yeah at least have it in the house Mm -hmm. in the house like, yeah, I couldn't even imagine. Oh, no. But yes, that is, y'all, that just is like the very, that's the beginning course of all the great deep dives that Kiki has done. Like, I'm very riveted every time you decide to invest and click your heels into something. When you put them claws and I'm like, oh, we about to get in. <laughs> We're about to have a good time. I'm very excited. Oh. Uh, but literally speaking of, we are going to be covering two Housewives this week because I didn't watch Dallas because I just never feel like it unless I have all the time in the world. So we are going to do New Jersey and Atlanta. Um, this costume party from I would from nowhere. Like it was 
really <laughs> underwhelming, um, but yet not underwhelming. I, I, I had trouble following. Where would you like to start? Was there anything that stuck out to you that you were like, oh, hell no, or like loved it, let's talk about it. I mean, I guess, you know, Jersey stood out the most because it was like a bit more um, exciting because we knew that this was the first time that Teresa and Jackie were going to see each other since, you know, Jackie, you know, said that Gia was snorting Coke in the bathroom as an analogy. And, you know, very specific one, but an analogy. (laughs) A very specific one for sure. Um, And, you know, it's, for me, I was like, okay, Jackie had bowed out of Teresa's pool party. Mm-hmm. Um, just basically saying, you know, she can, you know, shove that invitation, whatever up her ass or whatever she had said mm-hmm. to Melissa. And I was kind of like, okay, fine. I get it. Like you don't want to go, but that was coming off of the heels of her having the second birthday for Evan because she was dragging on that Teresa had ruined his first birthday and at this mm-hmm. like you know second birthday she's like going on and on still about it which now I'm like yes. and look I had been team Jackie when she did the whole like at the first one but now I'm like you're really dragging this out now like you yes. know now can we let this go a little a little bit literally let the mouse go Sutton like just let it go like it felt <laughs> that we were really harboring some feelings her toast was about it and I'm like what then you how are you mad at Teresa because it's it's now all you have it's all yeah. you got going so I don't understand the point um I had not been outside of either I think I had been more probably more Jackie than Teresa at first and now I've had people come on from both sides at this point um, I think I'm firmly Tom Hamlet from Dumpster Dive Pod had, you know, taken a beat off of my team, the table from Potomac, and he has become team the couch of New Jersey, <laughs> the couch that set both women making horrible analogies and having big temper tantrums. And I feel like I feel most comfortable on Tom's team, the couch. So I think going forward, mixologists, we're just going to continuously be like, seeing both sides from the furniture of the room of the setting that's where we'll yeah. be every time um I agree with you I did you feel that Teresa including Jackie in a group text when she was probably blocked before and inviting her to the pool party was a sufficient enough olive branch if they're not already friends like if they're not if they were never friends and this was simply just like two enemies having like a knockdown drag out she's like I don't mind if you film at my house anymore is that sufficient or should there have been like an individual private text I thought that was a great olive branch and I'm surprised Teresa even did it like I'm surprised Melissa talked her into it and she was open to it and I was like Awesome. I saw it as totally an acceptable form of olive branch extension. Mm-hmm. And so that was also what was then turning me off to Jackie because I was like, what do you mean you want like some, what do you, you want some private conversation? You guys, you don't want to be her friend. She's mm-hmm. just saying like, let's have a cordial relationship, invite you to the pool party, come to the pool party. Like, don't make it like a bigger deal, especially when you know you're going to show up later. Because I feel like there's like, there's like two types of housewives who rally people, right? Um, mm-hmm. On their side. There's the one like Teresa, where it's like, I'm going to point out all the bad things about you so that you rally on my side. And then there's like what Jackie seems to be turning into, where it's like, I'm victim, I'm victim. See how bad that person is beyond my side. And yeah. I guess it was like the victim thing was going on too long at this point. And I was just like, girl, 
she, what do you want? She, she invited you to the pool party. You told her no. And so now she's annoyed because as we know, Teresa holds a grudge. So now once you turn down the pool party, like you're never, it's over now. It's over. You're never going to have a relationship. Yeah. I don't really get, I, 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 I don't get the, um, the focus on it. Like I, I was just listening to two judgy girls and they were talking about how Jackie physically, like she DM'd them and asked them to take down a post because it was not terrible. It was pretty much like Jackie's husband didn't cheat. Like just everybody be calm. Like he didn't cheat. And she was like, I actually would really appreciate if you took this down because this was a really hard time for me and my family. I'm like, girl, you did it on TV. Like you literally went through the whole thing on TV and we'll get to it in a second. But I have the same issue of like when Kenya says, you know, I have an issue. Yes. What Latoya did of talking about your divorce is shitty because these are room of people that don't even know you or like you, but she's like, she doesn't need to be spreading my business. I'm a very private person. I'm like, you are getting divorced on television. I am watching you meet with your attorney and those things are allowed to be privileged. You are absolutely allowed to keep that locked and sealed. You've chosen not to, you have opted out of privacy. I don't understand. Like what was it? Who was Andy talking to when he asked one of the, I think it was New York. I want to say it was Ramon. I know someone's gearing up to text me right now exactly who it was when he was like asking who she was dating. And she goes, who are you dating? And he goes, I'll tell you when I'm on a reality show. And it's probably one of the better quips of Andy. Cause I'm just like, you did this. Like you signed the contract and you chose to mic up that day and further conversations that could have been left private in front of a room full of people with cameras and mics. Like multiple mics. Yeah. And like, you know, and I feel like they're being nice by even like telling the story like it is because I, you know, I was in a clubhouse recently where someone had come up to the stage who said that they were close to being a DC housewife. And part of what scared them was because they started reading the contract and they said one of the lines in the contract was like, we can fictionalize your life. Now, I know that's, that just sort of struck me, right? I know that we can sort of play with storylines, but the idea of fictionalizing your life is really scary. So I feel like Ramona, like if they're sharing the story like it is, be be grateful because I mean, based on this contract, they can just decide to like take it however they want to. Yes, and to be honest, I will say, I think I didn't watch OC. The people who would watch it and be like, well, girl, you didn't see it. That's one of the main reasons that I have not like completely turned on Bronwyn or anything because A, she's one of, of that cast of people I've talked to. I've spoken to about four or five of them off of like the air and she's the only one who's ever been actually kind to me and treated me like, not like scum, like a podcaster is ill. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. she's very kind, but it's also because I had heard rumblings from various people that basically because they got shut down so many times, allegedly they just needed the season to end. Like they just needed content. And apparently and allegedly some things have been cut out with, with of what Kelly had done said as far as like protests and things from all of the women and their thoughts and it didn't make them all look great. But Bronwyn's life was actively like, pro- like going forth in the middle of a panorama. And mm-hmm. because of that, they needed content. Like they, like they need something to film. So it's almost yeah. like, 
it's going to have to be you, girl. Like, we're going to have to wow. kind of spiral a little bit because we need something. We need something to film okay. and the women need something to talk about that doesn't get them all fucking canceled. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, if you're doing that much work to keep them all from being canceled, it sounds like you need to cancel it. I don't know. Like, <laughs> recast, do something else. I don't know. Have a sit down. Like, why yes. can't we just have a, like, producers have a conversation and be like, hey, girl, this is bad. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> really good idea. If you want to keep your job, you don't do this. Do something else. Anything else going on in your life? But the problem was not much was going you know, on in their life. They were in California. It was very much so locked down. It was one of the most locked down states and they were already filming and they were just like, uh, uh, who, what do we do? So yeah. Bronwyn is out here living life. She decided to go sober and they were like, Ooh, okay. Withdrawal. Yeah. We'll do that. We'll go that like let's let's and it's unfortunate but she signed the contract so they had to kind of just go with it and that's why I'm looking at Jackie like you can say all day that you're mad at Teresa but at the same time you're continuously bringing this up in a way that feels kind of perpetual like you need it to be a consistent fight between you and the only person in the show will fight that will fight you back is because Teresa will take the bait from anybody she's always feeling threatened her ego is very 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 fragile so it's like if she doesn't fight with Teresa, I'm seriously thinking, who? what would Jackie do? Like, what would her purpose on the show be? There is no purpose. And I can think of the purpose of every other person. And I'm almost like, I guess I can see, yeah, maybe every OG's time does come to an end, but I don't think that's Teresa on, on New no. Jersey because without her and her being fragile ego and going after anyone that does attack her, you have no show. There yeah. is literally nothing else that's going on for them to film other than this fight which is why jackie needs it to continue so i'm like then what are you mad at yeah it's all good yeah i think it was someone i don't know if it was face reality 16 but like someone had pointed out like um you know because when jackie had said at the dinner table oh did you get the confidence in jail Mm -hmm. you know it was like well she did go to jail and they did halt production on the entire show until she got out of jail like a year So she knows like, yeah, this, this is my show. And like, that's the thing. I mean, Jackie almost like set herself up for fail, not set herself up for failure, but she went so strong and so hard in that first episode. You expect her to maintain that level of like comebacks and, and, and now she's almost bowing down. And I think that's also what I'm sort of like, girl, where's that fire that was there when you were telling Teresa off on the couch that you win, like keep that same energy mm-hmm. and just pivot. Like you don't have to keep, you know, the same line over and over. You can find yeah. new ways unless that was your only line and you had just been saving it up for so long and now you have nothing else to go on. <laughs> and to be fair, I actually like, and I mean, it's been kind of pro Teresa heavy since, you know, we started this, this podcast, but I actually, each time Jackie has delivered the bomb at the end of the conversation, my jaw has dropped in a very positive way. I have received it positively. I'm like, well, this is bad, but good TV. Like when she said, all right, so I'm just going to say that Gia Snowden and Coke in the bathroom. You like that? And I was like, oh shit. Like, and even last night I'm watching it and she's like, okay, did you get that confidence in jail? I was like, oh, damn. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, this is kind of good. And Teresa goes nuts and she knows what buttons to push. So I'm almost like, you should be glad Teresa gave you a new reason for her to be your target. Mm-hmm. It's true. Her. Like you really should. Cause now it makes sense that they're going to constantly go back and forth. What I don't get 
is why is Joe B lying about saying it? Is it that he doesn't remember or does he think we're going to forget? Because I love that they flashed it back. And I'm like, okay, so they've now shown it to us more than twice. We're going to see it at the reunion. What's going to be the conversation when Margaret, like, and he's going to say, I didn't hear it in town. I heard it in my own home. And then that kind of throws Margaret under the bus when she's like, oh no. Although I said from the beginning, it looked like in Margaret's reaction to Teresa that she had heard it before. She looked down and cowered so quickly. It looked like she was like, no, no, I want to shut this down. No, I, no, I don't want to say anything. I've heard two theories about who spread the, you know, who spread the rumor about Evan cheating. One was that it was someone in production and that's why Teresa's not saying, but I have heard that it was Margaret who said it. And to me, that sort of lines up, right? Because, you know, Margaret's reaction to her husband, finding out her husband had said, had said that was so extra. I don't know. Like, yeah. it just felt like she was mad in a way of like, you better, like, whatever I'm, I'm yelling at you, you better say exactly what I need you to say right now. And if you say anything else, like we're going to have a problem. That's the yelling she was yes. giving them. And he shut down immediately. And so that, that made, that made it the suspect. And at first I was like, is she being so protective? Cause I also couldn't figure out why she's being so protective of Jackie. I mean, like they're friends and all, but I definitely thought her and Teresa were yeah, better. Because she might've like perpetuated this rumor and doesn't even realize that's why she asked Joe specifically, did you hear that around town? Did you say you heard it around town? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, that's actually true. Lying yeah. by omission. He's like omitting the fact I heard it in my home around the kitchen island <laughs> while I was in the living room and y'all were drinking cold brews out of a wine glass. Like that's where I heard it, girl, at my own house with you. And I think Margaret was like yelling at Jen, were you there? Because she's like trying to make sure oh shit, if he said this at guys night, I know that was filmed and we have a problem. Like, it's yeah. going to be an issue because now it's not just something that Teresa just heard. It's not something that, uh, it's a, there's, a, there's a source, sources, you know? We're <laughs> citing sources. There's a bibliography and it's it's Joe Benigno. Benigno. <laughs> Benigno, I don't know. Benigno, yeah. Benigno? Yeah. Benigno, yeah. <laughs> okay. I... And that's the thing too, because, you know, you know, Joe, Joe B, he lives by this like old school, like exactly as Frank, as Frank senior was like, I'm not, you know, I'm never going to throw him under the bus. He, Joe probably felt that in the moment of them, you know, at boys night, like, even if I tell them this, nobody's going to go back and tell their wives. Cause I would never tell my wife anything that happened here. And he, you know, Bill was the X factor. <laughs> oh, Bill. I'm sorry. I just got to say, Bill, Aiden, you are driving the show now because now this is when I don't mind it being brought up. I'm tired of the fight between Jackie and Teresa fact, but I'm not tired of new players in the fight between Jackie and Teresa. Give me new stuff. Cause Teresa was like, exactly another yeah. source because she's like okay the way she was running around the party it did seem like it could be a producer that told her because she's like yeah we all know that right like the way she was saying is that they're supposed to already be in on this she's like yeah he does stuff that's the thing like she doesn't know her lines like that kind of yeah. thing like she's like not just casually bringing it up she's like oh so y'all heard it too like am I supposed to tell you or her who am I supposed to tell and you know what I will say this leads me to remember a time this has been done before and it had been alleged that production might have put a little whisper in an ear and it was Atlanta, a a la Phaedra. 
when okay. she said that production had told her about the rumor that Candy allegedly wanted to do things to Portia with or without consent up in the air. We don't know. Um, yeah. With or without consciousness up in the air. We don't know. Um, either way, Portia didn't love what was being alleged that people wanted to do with and to her. And subsequently, Portia, like, Phaedra kind of fell from it. Have you heard the theory of like why Phaedra like may have even ever gotten that information? Do you know? No. Really? It has a lot to do with, okay. So do you know how Candy was referred for Atlanta? No. She was referred for Atlanta by Tiny, T.I.'s wife. Okay. And they wanted her originally. And Tiny told Wendy Williams that that's how they got Candy because T.I. said no. Okay. Though he later went on to do a reality show featuring their life, but he didn't want the cameras in his house at that point. But okay. when it got huge and now now he missed out on a check and an opportunity, I'm sure he thought differently. Um, and he wanted, uh, he didn't want that. So Tiny referred Candy and that's how Candy got on the show. Candy and Tiny were in escape together and their best, best friends were, was, are, whatever, we don't know. Currently, T.I. and Tiny are being investigated for the exact same alleged rumors that Phaedra alleged about Candy, but the adjacency apparently has is not been lost on a lot of commenters of the shade room, I will say. Yeah. People yeah. are like, wait a minute, isn't this the same, like the very exact to the detail thing that Phaedra alleged about Candy that Candy was appalled by, probably because it was not true. And she probably knew that it was a thing. And she was like, don't you dare associate that with me, girl. I don't even drink because of this bullshit. Like, no, no, no. I know what it is, but that's not me. But it looked like the wires had been crossed. And that was something that people had alleged as well. It's like, maybe Phaedra... Mm-hmm. did hear it from someone who would know that production we don't know but the adjacency is like well you know like her friends do this like they get girls and they probably maybe she had heard oh well we like Portia and then knows that's what they do we don't know does it still stand that it was unethical for a lawyer to talk about crimes illegally and as a lie yes it's very unethical for that to be happening. Yeah. For television purposes, I feel like if Phaedra got it like a little wrong, but like, or a lot wrong, but like a tiny bit almost next to right, mm-hmm. she could mm-hmm. come back. Like, you know, like if it's not totally, because at first people hear it and it's like, that is so off base. How do yeah. you just randomly come up with a lie that someone is doing that to people? How do you randomly come up with a lie, Teresa, that someone is cheating, you know? Unless it's not a random lie. Unless it's next to the house that is around the corner from the truth. You know what I'm saying? Like, we might have to drive to get there, but it's there. It's somewhere in the neighborhood. And I've always wondered why. I mean, I feel like Phaedra has just been so overly silent since leaving the show. And I was just like, is it because she is mad about what happened? Or was there sort of like a sign off because of that situation? Right. And yes. so, and people have often, you know, some, I think it's Jonathan Chandler who writes for Betches Media that recently um, wrote an article about uh, the consequences of a lot of Black Housewives and Black Housewives franchises that are insurmountable in comparison to what we let other people get away with. Like, 
there are petitions to get Kelly Dodd fired from the show. Like people are actively unwatching, ratings are actively suffering, ad dollars are changing, and they go on record constantly are like, we just feel like everyone's voices should be heard. But they release an apology but on behalf of Kenya and make her apologize for, you know, insensitive um, you know, costumes of wearing people's culture, which I really got to get over. But it what made me crazy was that I watched the episode after everyone else, and I'm like, oh, this is bad. And I'm like, this is bad, but it was bad every other time someone else did it. I don't remember Luann's forced apology. Don't remember anybody else's. But like, then I watched the episode. I'm like, oh wait, but they read her in the show. So not saying that that's enough, but like that's a start of when she'll be able to apologize on reunion, which is what I thought we were going to do. I'm like, so they've made it on record. They were included. If you're talking about everyone's voices should be heard and everyone should have a say and everyone, you know, opinion should matter. They included both sides. Kenya doing it. Drew asking, so what is this going on? And her being like, yeah, I'm a warrior princess. And she goes, okay. And her (laughs) and Portia both like, I thought we said we weren't supposed to do this anymore in 20. I thought I got that newsletter that says we don't do this. And I'm like, yeah. great. It's open conversation for us to talk about it on the reunion. But apparently that's not what happened. Bravo's apologizing. King is apologizing after doubling down. Just saying. She was like, it's part of my heritage. I was like, girl, I'm, like, <laughs> no, dog. Okay. I'm 8% black. The like, girl. Well, for like, and the thing with the Kenya is like, it's, Kenya knew what she was doing. And that's the problem with Kenya, right? It's like, why it's so hard behind to get behind her. She knew wearing that outfit was going to mm-hmm. be an issue. But she, she also to. knew. Yeah. But she also knew it would be enough of a, like a big deal that it would be, everything has to be like a story. So she wants attention. Oh, and Kenya. I felt like she knew what she was doing and she would get away with it. Also the way the apology from Bravo, I mean, I didn't, I'm not, I'm not quoting it exactly, but I felt like they originally apologized for saying they knew it was bad, but they thought by featuring it to sort of like, you know, have it be a moment where they could say like, this is not a good thing. They thought that that would be a learning moment. I mean, I thought that's what I sort of read. And it's like, so you knew it was kind of wrong. So are you apologizing for, because it's wrong? Or are you apologizing because you knew it was wrong and you still just want to- No, yes, you're, you're a thousand, you're a thousand percent right. Because majority of it, oh God, I wish I wanted to find, oh, here it is. Bravo, this is a quote from Bravo. Bravo aims to have the highest standards of respect and inclusivity. And we recognize that the recent episode of The Real Houses of Atlanta in which a cast member wears a Native American costume, I wish we would not call it a costume because it's not that, did not uphold those values. We had hoped it would provide a teachable moment However, in retrospect, it is clear that the network did not address this properly, given the gravity of the situation. We apologize to both the Native American community and our audience as a whole. Here's my thing. I thought that the call out by the audience was sufficient. I thought that that was the point. If they're going to make this choice to show it and not cut Kenya out of the episode, I thought that it was a wise choice to include other women's commentary about it. We're like, this is so wrong. And we know this, but Kenya is a dumbass. So that was great. So that other people can kind of chime in and be like, um, yeah, you're a dumbass. Don't do that. Like we don't wear people's cultures and heritages as costumes. You even know what, the, what you're wearing. I doubt yeah. you do. This is, even if it is, quote unquote, in your heritage, which girl, it's in all of our heritage. This is not, and it's not a great reason why, but mm-hmm. even if it is in your heritage, 
this specific attire is not. It is ceremonial. It is specific to titles, to status, to culture, to hierarchy. Can we not? Like, you don't know any, and which one? Which one? Which tribe? Give me which tribe it is. And I want to see the receipts that you got it from that exact tribe. Because yeah. I don't think you did. I have three types of Native American Emmy. It's a lot closer to me probably than to her. Like within more than one sixteenth, I could tell you that. And I yeah. still, that's not my thing. I don't profess to be, I don't, that's not, I don't associate myself with that culture enough, no enough education wise. And that's why I don't wear people's cultures <laughs> as a, as a, to a costume party. Cause it's not yeah. a costume. Like girl, there's firefighter. Okay. There is hand sanitizer. You could have came with the Clorox wipes, you know, yeah. you know, you could have done anything you could do. You can be a piece of sushi instead of wearing the kimono. You know what I'm saying? Be sexy sushi, a hot dog, you know, a la Porsche, make a dig with her. There's so many possibilities for costumes. Party City has so many. They do a lot of them every year. Just go as Tiana when in doubt. Be Tiana of the Princess and the Frog and call it a day. And that's it. But I just really didn't understand why there was like such a, a drawback of we missed the mark i'm like well y'all missed the mark a lot i didn't know y'all was in the business of apologizing for it though if that's the case i have a list yeah i'd like us to follow up if we're gonna apologize for this one and sure we should if, i just didn't know if we were gonna do the right thing so if we're gonna do the right thing i'd like a can we do a backlog of the right things and who's in the and there's an editor right that's sitting there making the captions and someone wrote out the caption Native American, like as you were putting this tap caption together, don't you say like, you know what, boss? I don't, I don't even feel comfortable writing Kenya, Native American, to, to showcase what her costume is. Like, if you were gonna let her walk through, then I don't know, let her walk through the outfit. Let us make our own assumptions about it. Like, you were like, well, we're gonna let everyone know that she's in a Native American costume. That right? <laughs> or do shady shit, like a la Potomac. Do some shady captions and do like Kenya dressed as a Native American because she knows no better. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I, controversial costume or you know dress as native american though it's not a costume like anything yeah. you could have done a lot literally just said dress as native american cross it out and been like wrong costume like <laughs> not a good choice like choices were made it was bad like anything before you have to apologize if we're in that realm of doing stuff but again yeah. i didn't think we were on track of making you know great decisions and doing the right thing because again if we were if I had known, I would have looked for a lot of right things. Like a lot of things could be done with a nice little follow-up tweet. Yeah. I love a follow-up tweet on a for you stuff. Okay. Um, and it's, it's not a long, it's not a short list. So didn't know anything about that. I want to just shift gears really quickly and then we can go back into Atlanta though. Nothing happened. Now that I just realized that we talked about that we're at the party already. I'm like, then what the hell <laughs> did I watch? <laughs> Power no. for like what Marlo's pop up shop in Fallon's house? That's it. Okay. Well, I wanted um to switch back gears real quick to New Jersey because I wanted to ask you your thoughts on Dolores throwing a party for her award. Sashi didn't get an award, you know, party or whatever at David's house, and then like semicolon. Melissa grilling Dolores about throwing a party at David's house as if I don't understand are y'all that close BFS that you need to know why she doesn't live there but also David could not wait to get out of this he really resents this process his smile every time she's filming is so condescending it drives me nuts 
What were your thoughts on that whole scene, Dolores even having her own scene? I don't think we've seen a lot of those in a while. Um, not to mention at David's house. What, it, what, is, what was your thought process during this time? I'm always so uncomfortable. It's like, I love Dolores, but I'm always so uncomfortable when I see her and David together because I'm just like, these are two people that don't like each other. But then you go and see him, you know, professing like, why won't you move in with me? Like, I love you. And he's very like emotional in that moment. So you're like, he does really care about her, but like, there is so much distance when they're on the screen. It's like, why is this working? And everyone has lived in David's house except Dolores, which is just funny to me. Um, but it's clear that he does not want to be a part of the show, which, you know, based on the history of Jersey, he's actually probably the smartest guy, right? Like we know yeah. that like getting in people's business, like if you're not ready to have your business out there, then, I, you know, don't be part of the show. And, and sometimes, you know, and I don't know what his particular role is considered. I remember when Tamara like had mentioned, like when Eddie had first started her for OC, like, I don't even think Eddie was maybe getting paid. And so he was kind of like, I don't know why I want to be part of this process if I'm not even getting compensated. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I misheard that. So for David, he's like, I'm making money as an ER doctor. I got my own thing going on. I know that like you need this, but like, I don't need this. And I'm trying to right. be, you know, so it's weird for me, but in the moment of watching, I just feel like, why are you with this guy? Like get rid of him. You could do so much better. You, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need him. And, uh, um, Sorry, and uh, and uh, yeah. So sorry, someone was knocking. Yeah, at my door. no. It's, <laughs> listen, maybe it was David. <laughs> he didn't want to be at his own house. It came to yours. <laughs> um, no, I completely agree. I don't understand Melissa's fascination with it because it's not her friend. But and for her to be asking with when they have sex and stuff as she's walking through the house, very strange. I didn't. I didn't love that. I was very concerned about you know Melissa. But um, I'm glad they're going down to shore. We always have a great time when the couples, when all of them are there already. It's off to a great start, as we've already talked about the fight. Um, I And then lastly, I want to make a nice little statement for y'all. We got to get off Jennifer Aiden's back. I really feel, though she may not be the easiest person to like, what I'm not going to do is shame a mother of five, the wife of a doctor who already had the virus and tried to keep it out of her house and the rest of her kids for going through an entire quarantine. And the moment they tell her she can safely turn the fuck up, she does. Yeah. Let me tell you something. I don't have five children. No one in my life is going into a hospital to save lives or trying to safely do surgery or is responsible for other people's paychecks when they're in the middle of a, of a pandemic and they need their jobs. No one in my life is responsible for any of those things. I don't have to run, you know, Zoom school for seven times, seven oh different God. grades at one time. I only got to be concerned about the kids I'm talking to and that's it. And I would still be at someone's pool party if they said you can safely be here everyone's vaccinated or everyone got tested and everyone's safe and clear and guess what turn up and i don't have to drive home i'm taking two times the amount of shots that jennifer aiden did simply because quarantine was a piece of shit i didn't love yeah. it i didn't love it and i want to be cute in my bikini and my fake or real we don't know chanel bathing suit <laughs> and i want to turn up and if they're like tequila is on us it's free free oh, yeah. Oh, girl, the bottle is mine. Give me a straw or don't. I don't care. And you would have to carry me out too. What was the issue? I don't understand why they're trying to make it 
that Jen is having this big drinking problem, maybe on Jersey, but it's also because Marge, you don't drink. Everyone is sloppy to you. That, that's the, the, the going rate of drunk is sloppy to you. Second mm-hmm. of all, even Teresa's gallivanting around the party, drinking pineapples and trying to get her, you know, her, her kitty cats tasting good and drinking and flirting with all the men because even she's like, kids aren't here. It's safe. It's free alcohol. I'm having a good time. Like she's at our house and I had no problem with it. It was the most fun I've ever seen Teresa be and the most fun I've ever seen Jen be. The, the TikTok of her going around, you know, doing money can't buy you class is hilarious. I'm loving yeah. it. I don't know why uh, Andy was judging her on Watch What Happens Live. It was no. very weird and rude to me. I don't know why Marge is judging her. I'm like, she has five ch- five children of various ages from low elementary to middle i mean to high school and she's running zoom school all day honey plus her mom and her father you know like all of it like i take care of a lot of people less than like when you're at the pool party and yeah there's nothing worse it's like i get marge your mom you were raised by a mom who had you know substance abuse issues and you were you know that troubles you there's nothing worse than when people put upon their own issues onto you. It's right. like, that does not give me a drinking problem. I could yes. literally drink an entire bottle of tequila. And that does not mean I have a drinking problem. Like, and I know that yes. like, <laughs> like, Samantha you know, from that, Bravo historian, she made a good point in typically she's like, she probably just doesn't know her limit. And that's pretty customary of someone who doesn't drink that often. So if anything, Jen probably got shit faced because she didn't know when to stop because she doesn't do it that often. Because again, for six plus months, she was taking care of these children every single day. Like at the beginning of the season, I saw like Halloween decorations out. So this is fall of 2020 and they had been shut down since March excuse me she's having a good time and she knew her husband was coming the drinks are not for her and marge also like no shade your mom raised you i'm pretty sure as a single mom who was drunk all the time is per your words jen has a husband and she knows she has a husband she knows her husband is driving and that he has work so he's not going to get shit faced he's capable of taking care of his children as well like he had to do it when she had COVID. remember that like hello she's allowed to have a little bit of fun to me i'm like okay she's a lot she can be annoying but this is not annoying like this is customary please believe as soon as it's safe you will see me in booth twerking at somebody's brunch in the middle of the day gone absolutely like i just got my second shot on wednesday and i'm like already like okay girls brunch the next girl's brunch okay where we go in new orleans or mexico And and it's so true about like, you know, clearly she doesn't know her limits because she's not a big drinker. I mean, the first thing she ordered when she came in was what a coconut cream, something like she was like, what can you make with this coconut something? And then she switches over. Yeah. Then she switches from like the coconut thing to I think vodka. And then she's at tequila. I'm like, yeah, you clearly don't drink a lot because the why you started with something terrible and you're going to end up in a terrible place. But I'm here Mm -hmm. for all of it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, listen, she can still and I didn't like when she was like, you're a mother of five. What are you doing? I don't like mom shaming. I taking care of kids seems like a fucking nightmare most of the time and yeah. i love children i know i'm glad they go home most of the time i'm like thank you jesus i will love you more tomorrow after i've had a 12 hour break from you and because they don't have to come home with me so i'm i'm hesitant to ever show or tell a mother what they need to let loose when they're taking care of physical lives multiple times it seems 
it seems weird. It seems a bit problematic. Like, I don't love that. Like, whatever you got to do to get through today, as long as your kids have food and have electricity or warmth or whatever, I think they'll be okay. And in that big house in Paramus, I'm pretty sure the kids have food and safety and warmth. I think they're okay. They have a waterfall in their pool. Like right. they're not neglected. She built her whole house around making sure her kids were okay. So I think they're going to be just yeah. fine. And like, again, she has a village. Yeah. Her dad's home with them. Like she has siblings. There's a just, yeah. leave her alone. Like it just doesn't feel like that big of a damn deal. Like it, it, if anything, we watch Sonia get shit faced every year and no, she doesn't have five children at her house, but like, who the fuck cares? Like if we watch it with Roni and they're throwing fire and jumping in pools naked and trashing a mansion, I think we will be okay in Jersey at a pool party having a nice party that's what we watch it for is ridiculousness hello yeah plus we you know we know on the other side of whatever the fourth wall is that like that is the one thing that bravo will provide is plenty of libation to like make sure the scene is jumping we love that about you we thank you bravo (laughs) (laughs) thank you please continue (laughs) we love it so much if anything i think that's what was really missing of a lot of Salt Lake City. Like I recently had Kate Casey on and she talked about how she didn't really love Salt Lake City. That was her hot take. And I was like, I think it's because they talked about how hard it is to get drunk in Salt Lake City. And I'm not saying you need to drink to be fun, but it doesn't hurt the situation. And because Lisa is afraid to drink on camera because she's trying to be good Mormon girl, Heather's like, I'm trying, but they won't let me. And Jen is the only one getting shit faced. It just felt unbalanced not enough fun there and i'm like we, they all could stand to have a couple of cocktails they need to loosen up so why not you know if, if they're willing if they want to that was like that was the part that terrified me like well i was already scared to go to utah period but then people were like making salt lake city seem progressive and i'm like okay maybe i could visit one day but then when she said like you go to bars and like the way they measure the alcohol of like mm-hmm. you know you get like just a like a tiny bit in it so you're basically drinking calories you know, or if I'm ordering just a tequila on rocks, like, am I just getting just the bottom of the glass filled? Like, I'm going to spend $300 and still be sober. So everything about yes. it just felt like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I had, um, uh, her name is Samantha. And, and oddly enough, her show is called, like, Socially Drinking. Um, and she is from Salt Lake City. And she was telling me on my podcast about how hard it is to get drunk in Salt Lake City. And I was like, we huh and she's like you can't switch or something like the drink that you choose like tequila that's it it's on you all night you can't go dark the light and vodka i'm like but i be in the mood for different things depending on what i'm eating like greasy food like chicken tenders i'm in a vodka mood if i'm eating margaritas if i'm having tacos and quite frankly at happy hour both can happen in one night i have definitely been a chicken tender first margarita and taco second kind of girl so i'm like you really limited me in my experience you can't switch it up at all that is, you can't that's switch what it up. she's telling me someone else will probably be like no you can but she was like it's hard to get alcohol like hard like the abc stores it's really difficult and it's hard you don't get doubles and like you basically like at that same bar you can't like switch like whatever and oh, no. i have to go back and listen to my own episode but everything i knew that she was telling me i was being turned off i said i will not be partying there <laughs> I'm sorry. Not when Vegas is like the next state over. I'm just going to go there. Right? And California is to the left of it. Like, I'm going to go there. Like, yeah. why am I there skiing? So exercise. I don't even see a 
Right. Like you want me to do exercise for no reward? That seems like a scam. So we'll not be a part of that. And another scam. Now we can finally move on over there is what is Marlo's store? Am I renting her clothes? I can't fit her clothes. What is the scam? I'm loving it. I love Marlo, but I'm very confused as to what this business venture is and how all her clothes have like a tag on them. That's like her tag, but she already bought it. So like we're popping tags off of clothes with no tags. La, La Archive, is that the name? La Archive? Um, yes. Yeah, I was, I was like very much confused by this because I'm like, I mean, I, not that I take great care of my clothes, but I'm like, after like a few washes, like they're just not in great. And I know this kind of clothes you dry clean, but it just feels like if people are renting them out, it just feels like it would have like a shelf life. But then I saw, I think it was Bravo, Bravo, Ducking Bravo had found the actual, like, I don't know if it was the contract or whatever. This mm -hmm. store is specific to stylists and like oh. influencers and basically people who can put clothes onto people that it'll be seen. Mm. And so regular old oh, folks and rent them for a for particular, like, okay, this event or maybe on a short camera. amount of time. Right. Because it is no secret. Marlo has a great closet. She doesn't wear things more than usually once after she's worn them and been photographed in them. She takes amazing photos where she looks better in the pictures than she does on TV. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, but overall, she's not going to wear them again. And I was like, well, why not just sell them? But you make a great point. I did not know that, that if, it's to be rented because most times the things that stylists pull, that person's not going to wear all those things anyway. And a lot of those things are harder to come by things because yeah. Marlo has great connections with fashion and stuff because she is well-connected and yeah. well-funded. So, she, you know, these are probably things that they want at a discounted rate and they're not even going to use them anyway if they don't, if the person doesn't pick them. That makes a lot of sense. Okay. Don't know why Fallon was there though don't know at all i mean we're yeah. talking about Alan happening and i want her to happen and i think the best bet we ever had was latoya's drunk ass now there is someone who i am worried about and that was mainly because if you are the drunkest person in the room at atlanta i i think you you might need to evaluate your <laughs> tolerance level because i don't think it's as high as you believe it is yeah, yeah, I, yeah, Fallon. It's like I when she pops on screen, I'll, I'm always like, who is that? Because I just have forgotten about her. Because like we never ever see her, and then I'm like, oh yeah, she was like, okay, cool. But yeah, I don't, you know, I guess they're just trying to make Fallon happen. But yeah, like fetch, and you know, I'm into it because I told y'all I want a private jet on Atlanta. But if she is divorcing or separated from her husband, they unfollowed each other. We know nothing else about that because again, these people are very unknown to us. We don't even know really last names. Yeah. But if we can't have the private jet, I'm a little less interested. I'm not going to lie. But I want to back up. We are starting with, so Drew, they have to introduce that Drew was hosting this trip to New Orleans. And then she got the private jet for everybody. Now that's a good hostess. We love that. Um, love New Orleans. Can't wait to go. I It's one of my favorite cities in the world. I've talked about okay. that before. My fiance went to school there, undergrad few places anytime like I did not mind being long distance she's like I guess I could come home no 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 I'll come to you like <laughs> I'll visit you don't worry like she's like well, I'll be in school the whole day oh it's fine I'll figure out something to do I get on the bus like from the from the airport and they're like yep happy hour started at noon I'm like noon so you're not gonna catch up I'm like you're right it's three o'clock 
I got three hours with the drinks into you. I am late. Let's go. So love that for them. I can't wait to see that happen. I think it'll be a really fun trip. I love that we got two trips in one in one year. I love that when the whole cast yeah. is being forced to film because it gave us some of the best content already. And I'm very excited for that. Um, Cynthia and Mike Hill walking down the street, maskless again. Love that for them. <laughs> Not at all. Like Cynthia is consistently giving me, I don't give a fuck. And I don't know if right now is the best time to give me, I don't give a fuck. What's worse is that like, 2019 I would have loved this attitude from Cynthia like when she didn't give a fuck that she broke Nini's heart and invited Kenya and knew what she was doing because she whispered in Mike's ear I'm supposed to act like it's a surprise and I'm like we're not gonna let her get away with this are we and we did let her get away with it I was like damn she don't give a fuck but yeah. then we're in a <laughs> pandemic and I feel like she missed the memo of like when it's okay to give a fuck and when it's not okay to give a fuck and she's still in I don't give a fuck territory and the, we are all supposed to give one now. Like we're supposed to care. That's the problem. Like, I think, you know, Georgia was very much like Florida during this whole panini. Uh-huh. And so like, and and where I am, like, you know, I was in New York and now I'm in California. It's just been like prison, right? Like I, yeah. that, I, I assumed everyone was living like that. But then I realized like, oh. no, Georgia, Florida, nothing changed for them. And so no. like- they have this very lax attitude and it's like, it's weird because you know, they're on the show. So mentally, you know, that the production is taking care of these testing and stuff like that, yes. but it's really hard to wrap even, even in married to medicine, right? These are doctors. Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. amount of like mass under the nose that I see just like, I'm just like, but you people are doctors. Why are we? So it's yeah. like the same with Atlanta. Like I just, I see a lot of just like, cause look, we know that the shield, the face mask. What is that? Girl, that's for, that's so we can see your beat. That's not for protection purposes. That's because you want us to see how good you look. And I'm not mad at it. Like yeah. I physically refuse to watch the wedding just because, because I simply cannot. I am currently planning a wedding and the idea of like in, in, in making people sick, possibly even the possibility of it makes me nauseous. We're keeping a guest list low a whole year later just because we're like, I we don't want to risk it no matter what. We yeah. don't know what could happen because plenty of people were like, oh, we should be fine by the fall. And then I'm getting like, my friends are like, yep, so I had a wedding of 40 people. It was 300 and now it is 42 people. And I'm like, damn. Like they're like, I had to call cousins and say they can't come. And like people that I grew up with and be like, sorry, girl, like we dreamt of this day and you can't make it because I got 12 Aww. sisters and that's half the list. Like people had to make really tough decisions. Like I have friends who just they don't even get like their their vent like their venues like hey you could do it but or you could the venue closed one friend of mine they completely went out of business and they're like we can give you a deposit back she's like this i went on a wedding like and they're like yeah but you know we can't and it's like this it's nobody's fault and it's it's great cynthia you get to do this and it's great that you have all the confidence that you're not sick but to me i'm like everyone else doesn't have that confidence and I am in Georgia, so I don't know why I am so shocked, but I guess like seeing it, I'm like, this is probably not going to play out well to people who have been in lockdown this whole time, who have been like, I can't go anywhere, do anything, have any fun. And she's just walking like daddy, 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 like literally hand in hand, skipping through the streets (laughs) of Atlanta. Like I'm married. And I'm like, and I do think Mike probably put his mask on to go and order inside because I saw him holding it, but not her. And I'm like, but girl, the people around you, who just simply wanted to have a latte by themselves outside and get some 
freaking fresh air. They don't know that you're getting tested. They may not know that. Yeah. In fact, they yeah. might be like, oh shit. Like they don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I've always just done it more for the people than for myself because I know if I truly don't want it or don't want to give it to people, I stay in the house and I have no problem staying in the house. I love the house. Yeah. Great in here. <laughs> I'm currently recording right now. I'm gonna have some great dinner. We're gonna pick it up curbside. I'm gonna watch it under a blank, watch TV, eat my dinner under a blanket, and it's gonna be great. I'm really I love excited it. about it. You know, I love it. And Cynthia gets the call from Drew that they are going to New Orleans. And I'm like, okay, so Drew's planning a trip so early, like great for you. I don't know who all, we didn't see her invite everybody. I just realized that. So they all supposed to just show up. I didn't really understand the purpose of this scene, but again, that's a lot of what is happening with Bravo. We don't know the purpose of most scenes because they just need scenes. That's how you yeah. gotta make the 45 yeah. minute mark. You know what I'm saying? What did you think of the party? Because we're at Fallon's now. She tells everybody it's a big party. They're thinking it's going to be a lot of people. I imagined it wasn't going to be because she can't guarantee that everyone was going to be like free of all the sicknesses and diseases or whatever. And if they had gotten a cast sick, I'm sure production would have been pissed. So yeah. yeah, I the haunted house looked beautiful. And then like you made it through the haunted house and it was just the house. Oh, I was like, so like, it just, it, it just too much felt like being in quarantine all over again. And I, I hated watching it mm-hmm. because like, I'm already living this life of like, yes, a sad party at a house with yeah. like people that I six of your best friends, all like social distance, <laughs> drinking shots by themselves. Like you can't even clink the glass. Out of like, dispo- I think you were drinking out of disposable cups even. Yeah. It just, it, everything felt Everything's so a like- kickback. Yeah, everything is a kickback. We are now like full kickback for the rest of the year. Everything has been like 10 people. Oh, we're pushing it. No, tell somebody it's been canceled. Like that, you're right. It did feel very familiar. But what did you feel then of Latoya's attitude of like, excuse me? I am, this is my, in my uh, interpretation. I am on Atlanta and you're supposed to have money. I don't understand where the servers are. I will not be serving myself. I couldn't believe this came out of her mouth. I was like, you're having a full-time cast member. What are you talking about? Are you, you got it like that? That every party you go to, someone's serving you? It's a house party. It's a Halloween party. She does Girl. not have it. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what Halloween party have you been? To? You ain't been in no Halloween party where right, there was- You want to play at dinner? Like, come on. Like, you were just- we're in Atlanta. You just were at a bachelorette party where everyone was like twerking on each other. And it was like, like, you know, the kind of parties we're going to throw. Like if it's a gala type event, you will get served. This is a house party for Halloween. Like you knew better. I just, it's drinks. yeah, I just think she likes to be just, I think she likes to be whiny. I think yeah. that's like her personality type. And then she mm. does it with a smile. So it comes across as really like, but love me (laughs) yeah and it's not great because i'm like you want a chill glass of hennessy i'm very confused i know hennessy is not meant to be served in a chill glass or by a server just go get it like it's not a big deal and then we have kenya i don't know why she thought it was a good idea because to me latoya was already kind of on one and she was like let's have a serious conversation 
in our costumes at someone else's house while we're intoxicated. This yeah. is great. It's going to go swell. Perfect. And then have the audacity to get mad at this drunk girl for being drunk and not really giving two fucks. So yeah, they sit down and she's like, I have an issue with the fact that you told everyone my business. I too had an issue with that fact. I didn't love the king. was like, I want to be kept, keep it private. I'm like, well, that's a lie. But it's fine to be like, why would you just go telling everybody my business when I'll tell them if I want to tell them, but also it's not your business to tell. You yeah. cannot tell a group of women that don't even like this woman when she's not there that her husband is raking her over the coals for money that she probably don't really have to give to him. So yeah. why would you do that? That was very problematic to me. That was, I also thought that too. But then when she did say, well, Candy brought it up. I then was like, you know what? She's right. Candy did bring it up almost as like, yeah, oh. yeah, I heard it. And in that moment, I was kind of like, she was, she might've actually thought like, okay, I'm not, the, it isn't a secret. Cause you know, when someone tells you a secret and they're like, don't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And then you find okay. out someone else knows you almost kind of get annoyed. Cause you're like, well, you never told me to tell anyone. If I had known you had told somebody else that I could have been talking about it. And so, so that was, yeah. yeah. Okay. You're saying like, she's like, oh, so I can talk about this on camera. Yeah. Because Candy, Candy's saying it on camera. You don't think, though, that she's like, that Candy said it because they're like at a private intimate dinner, which A, she sleeps with the man that she probably already told on the, on yeah. the right of her. And in front of her is the other man who was employed by her and will sign an NDA in a minute. And the other woman who she knows is up Kenya's ass, so Kenya probably told, versus Portia. True. I mean, that's that where was- I'm thinking Kenya's mad at. That is definitely what she's mad at, for sure. And she mm-hmm. should have known better. But I could, for a second, understand why okay. she thought it would be. I, again, my immediate reaction was like, what are you doing? Like, you are just like. He was drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, this is why I'm like not mad at Jennifer Aiden. Look, listen, Latoya's giving me content. She's making herself, she's working hard as a friend of. Love yeah. her or hate her. She's working hard as a friend of. Kenya's had to have now like two or three private conversations with her. She's gone against her queen more than once because she gets drunk and forgets whose team she's on. So it's kind of funny. I'm sorry. I'm like, oh, this is bad for you, but good for me. But then I wonder who her loyalty is going to be with. Because yeah, I mean, like she basically, Kenya was who she was most loyal to. And now Kenya's like getting annoyed with her. You know, Drew's not feeling her. I mean, who's going to be her person if she keeps like alienating, like, uh, I don't know, all the people. I think she likes Portia and I think Kenya used LaToya. And I think most of LaToya, I mean, Kenya's annoyance with LaToya is that the whole like lesbian storyline, she was going to tease herself. The problem was Kenya so... I don't want to say old because it has nothing to do with age, but it's more fuddy-duddy. Like she's so uptight that she probably thought that she could tease this the whole season. And like, if they ever, like, will they, won't they, was going to be a big reveal. Whereas Portia is a freaking deep. So she's like, listen, I don't give a fuck. Like, and she just did it. And boom, now there's like no, in like there's no sting. Like the shock value has gone because they were at a bachelorette party. They were both drunk you know, it's not unheard of that things like this could happen and they were both into it and they did it. So now anything that was brewing with Kenya, no one cares about anymore because now it's like, okay, so we know Latoya's about it. Cause I mean, I just kept thinking this entire time, Kenya, I'm like, you're flirting with this woman because you want us to believe this is a possibility. (laughs) And that's something that you really wanted to continue your like air on the show. Because if that happens, they're never going to cut Kenya if they think that she's going to have that storyline. They're going to wait it out. 
True. But someone beat you to the punch, and that's why she's mad at Portia because Portia beat everybody <laughs> to the punch. Portia is just like out here; she's just having yeah. a good time. Oh, and yeah, she's what, yeah, and it's fun to watch. And so I think she's mad at Latoya for mainly that, and because I'm like, you can't be this mad that she kissed Portia because that's your enemy, and you're like, well, you already kissed Portia, so you can't kiss me. I'm like, well, if you wanted to kiss her, you would have just kissed her. If you yeah. if you asked me, I'm like, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And now to be throwing this tantrum of like why are you asking me to walk you out? Portia says she'll walk you out. I'm like, but she's asking you. Isn't that what you wanted? Like her to show her loyalty? She's asking you. Yeah. You are who she has chosen. Do you want to do it or no? And Ken's like, no. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, here we go. And so they go outside and they talk and Portia is like, well, yeah, I told you she was going to be mad at you for that. That makes total sense. And Portia's making sense. And they're talking. And then all of a sudden, Kenya comes out again. I'm like, I thought you didn't want to be around this. I'm very confused. And Fallon is like, why is everyone leaving my party? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's lame, girl. And Latoya just says it out loud. It's boring. And I'm like, damn. And they're leaving. And I guess Fallon and Latoya kind of get into it. And allegedly, I think this was cut or we're, we haven't seen it yet, but I think what people are missing, because it did seem like Fallon went from zero to a hundred very quick when she was like outside, they were arguing back and forth and Latoya would not get that ass in the car. She yeah. would simply not sit down in the yeah. car. She just kept yelling things and, and being weird. And then Fallon's like, I don't understand her. And she was like kind of getting slow to anger. And then we go inside and all of a sudden Fallon's running through the house. And Cynthia makes a really weird excuse going, Latoya is talking about her husband, which I do agree. Do not talk about somebody's husband and themselves and their money and saying they're broke or it's not their house in their house. Yeah. You don't know where the knives are. I do. Don't do that. (laughs) Like that's, that's a bad idea. Lifetime will tell you bad for you. Um, but apparently, according to Fallon, she also, because someone, uh, I guess, tweeted Fallon and asked her why she yelled Trini at her as if it was an insult. I don't think, I don't know. We haven't heard it yet. I don't think she's giving Leanne energy where she's consistently hammering it into the ground that it's like a bad thing that you are that, yeah. um, or that's something that's negative about you, especially since latoya made a point to reference that she was trinidadian that night to kenya as a means of this is why i'm yelling at you but fallon's response is that she did say something to her that was um asian slur adjacent or slur whichever depending on who you ask they probably will i find it to be not good either way i remember reading it going why did she call her Trini? Then I saw a response. I said, no, she did not call you that. It wasn't great. I will not be repeating it. It does allude. I will say, if you don't want to go look for it, you can't find it. It gives me, we're going towards her Asian ancestry. If she has it, don't know. She's, She's, I think she's have, she's half Taiwanese, I believe. Okay. So we're going towards that and we are kind of coasting on that based on appearances, I believe. Um, and that's never great. It's never yeah. great when we use appearance markers and eth- ethnic markers as a means of a nickname that we did not give ourselves or would say it was okay to be called. I didn't love it. Um, so if that is true, we don't know. We haven't heard it yet. I kind of hope we don't. Like if Bravo's going to be in the business of cutting things out, that's probably something we could we could stand to hold on to. Yeah, I mean, I hope they're not holding on to it so that we can reveal it at a reunion, right? Like, because then that's just like, 
we're now using this as like ammo, which I'm like, no, like, let's just like, I love it. I'm really sick of slurs. Like I wish you would just stop. Like, yeah, I'm really over it. Like people are like, why are you always talking about race? Cause y'all keep being racist. <laughs> it's crazy. Like I'd prefer to not girl. I'm with you, Karen. We are in the same boat. I don't yeah. want to talk about it. You don't want to hear about it. Exactly. I'm good. We can stop whenever you want. You tell me when you're done being racist and I will stop talking about race. Let's make a deal. Take on it. Like, please do not call people things based on their physical appearances and their ethnicities. That is badness. Yes. Badness. Like, oh no. Well, that makes Fallon mad and she's running through the house like a little linebacker, but like a short little one, like a pocket-sized linebacker. <laughs> Cynthia was like, she brushed past me and she just woof. I was like, oh, damn. And she was ready to throw hands, Monique style. And not Well, she grabbed a golf club, right? I mean, she grabbed a golf yeah. club. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, so, and at first, I, I wish we had this context. I'm pretty sure, that, again, they'll give it to us at the reunion. They've been tweeting each other back and forth, which is never great when two friends up do it because no one really cares yet. But this does show Bravo. They need to up the cast. They need to change the cast. Yeah. There's no beef going on between the entire cast, but your friends of are out here killing it or killing each other, one or the other. You yeah, they to- want that paycheck. So they're yeah. going to work hard for that paycheck. And to me, hot, hot take, I think y'all let Yovana slip through your fingers. That bitch from CAU could have really been something. <laughs> you're right. I mean, she, I mean, she, she was crazy, ready. But yeah, I've never right. seen someone more ready. So I'm like, well, I mean, we could have seen what she had. Yeah. We gave Kim Fields a season. Girl. Oh, yeah. We and I love, I love Tootie, but man, she just yeah. like. Like, if we're going to get facts of life one, I'm sure we could give Yovana one. Like, come on. I mean, it seems like the nieces have a little something, something that they could give us. And they're going back and forth. We'll probably hear about it at the reunion, which I'm really excited about. But overall, I was like, why is she yelling? But not saying that it's insufficient for you to be talking about my husband multiple times in my house and insulting me in my house. You get not even one. For me, you get negative one. The moment you get shady at my house, you go, oh, interesting decor. You got to go. Get out. Yeah. You don't oh, need yeah. to be here. You don't mm-hmm. need to use up my AC because my AC oh. is now working two times as hard because of the amount of bodies that are projecting heat in my home. You could be one less body and I'm saving money. Get out. It doesn't make sense to me whatsoever. So the moment you start doing that, you go, oh yeah, 65. Mm-hmm. This is what 65 gets you. Don't you have a man you need to be worried about or divorcing mm-hmm. one of the two? Like, can you not judge, like talk about somebody else's marriage? Yeah. Like, why are you concerned? Why do you care what she does to get what she, she has? Like, why, why does that matter to you? I don't, I don't understand. He married her period. Like she's yeah. not a side piece. Like he married her. Yeah. So automatically anything you're assuming of her is now null and void because she's the wife and you are currently separated. Are you mad your man didn't give you this? Cause it seems like you don't really want it. You out here gallivanting doing whatever you want to do. So let mm-hmm. her do what she want to do. She want to be married to this older man and yeah. it's got her nice things. I'm frankly not mad at her. Yeah. If I was into it, or even if I wasn't, if it was an offer, I'd consider it. I like nice things. I love jets. Never been on one. <laughs> Make me an offer. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> I can't judge a woman on her decisions because I've never been offered. No one's yeah. ever come to me and said, if you marry me, I'll give you a private jet, a pole, a grotto, and you can be on TV. I I don't know. Right yeah. now, sounds pretty pretty good. So, sounds great. Yeah. I'm into it. I just, 
Latoya seems high-headed, but at the same time, I'm not ready to see her go. I don't know what to do. But I hope she did not say that to Fallon. We'll find out at the reunion. But now I'm more interested in the friends of on the reunion than anything else. Like, who would you say? But is Fallon going to be at the reunion? Because the way she was tweeting back at Latoya, it sounded like Fallon might not be at the reunion. Oh, really? She, like, you know, because, you know, Latoya was sick. To which Fallon replied, oh, you're going to fake sick. Don't worry. I'm not even going to be at the reunion. And then all of a sudden, Latoya was miraculously well enough to go, at which point Fallon then said, oh, all of a sudden, you're you're not sick anymore now that you know I'm not coming. And then, of course, Latoya responded, I ain't scared oh. of nobody. Like, the security made me go, da 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 So I'm like, think that's weird if she's not going. I know Marla was there. And... oh yeah because Latoya said hubby kicked her out of the empire and can't afford a flight but then she said meet me at the reunion so don't know if she goes I I I don't know I truly don't know if she's gonna go but I hope she does so far I know Marlo Marlo's there and that's great that feels right Mm -hmm. um I hope that Fallon made it I don't know if we'll know for sure, but I'm sure they will address it because Latoya is going to be there. So I know that they'll at least talk about it with her. If you had, let's, I want to close out by seeing who is your, if you had to pick from the people we have right now, who Mm -hmm. is your cast for next year? Both of Friends of and current Housewives. For Atlanta? Yes, Atlanta. Um, I think, I mean, I'm always going to want Candy because, you know, she has the most money. So she's usually doing the most things. Um, I'm always going to want Marlo and, you know, she can have a peach. She can be a friend of like, I have, I think the friend of is the perfect role because like, you don't have to commit as much, but she gets just as much airtime. So mm-hmm. Marlo is going to be there. Um, you know, Kenya has to come back. It's like, as much as she drives me insane, like she does stir the pot and she's always going to you know, be there. Now, am I, yeah. is my wish list? Like, do I get to invite Sheree back? <laughs> Sheree. I love Sheree. I really miss her. 90% of the time I'm like, you know, this wouldn't have been a problem if we had Sheree. I know. Like, I mean, I felt like in the moment, like the very first season, she drove me crazy, but then I realized mm-hmm. it was because She's good at what she's she's made. She's built for this. That's why she was driving me crazy. And now all I ever, like I quote her the most. So yes, I mean, she's the best list. bone collector. Yeah, I would like her. Um, You know, Drew, I, I don't know how I feel about it. It's her first season. She's being super open, like yes. way more open than anyone else is, which is like really good. And she's, and she's handling it really well. Like she's not even being mm-hmm. aggressive or mad about it. Like she's right. just like, She's just like, this is my she's life. Chilling. Like she's kind yeah. of showing us both sides. I actually think she kind of produced her own scene a little bit because we all know Ralph is an asshole of a husband, but in showing us, she took the candy approach and someone's like, I don't know why this is, you know, Drew's storyline on the show. I'm like, well, you know, in fairness, it was Candy's storyline since the moment she got on there that Riley's dad is not into hanging out with her and it's upsetting Riley, things like that. She did sign up for this. I understand it. I don't like the exploitation of the children, but like this is something that she signed up for. And if it made it to any type of news or anything, it, it, I feel like she probably didn't want it to have to come up and, and be explained later. Rather just, this is what I'm comfortable talking about because this is what was on the show and this is what I'm sticking with. But it also kind of provided some complexity to Ralph because I'm like, shit husband, 
really problematic as a husband. Yeah. But the way he handled Josiah, I understood why she won't leave him tomorrow. Like why she hasn't packed her bags. This little boy is very comfortable with, with Ralph being his only dad. Yeah. And I got it because not in a manipulative way, mommy's like, okay, I would rather just protect you and you say nothing. Like you never have to know about this, this man. And, but Ralph was taking the approach of like, he should, he should be able to make this decision for himself. He should know now if he wants him in his life or not. So he's not looking, searching, hoping, making excuses when he's an adult for the same things. Michael Darby, I'm looking at you. Like, <laughs> hello. Because we, we see what happens when adults who feel abandoned go looking for Kenya. When they look for their abandoners, they're like, hello. I'm yeah. still like, they get very jaded and they're hurt and they're bad. They can do bad things to people. But Ralph is also like, giving him this weird reassurance like this indirect reassurance of like nothing's going to happen to you because i'm here yeah like, this is going to be fun because it's going to be on your terms and nothing's ever going to go down that you don't want to go down because it's going to i'm going to make sure that you're going to be safe and i felt that as like a kid i'm like feeling my inner child go he's making it seem like it's only going to be fun as much as you want it to be like this is yeah. up to you like even whatever mommy's saying it's about what you want and don't worry you're going to be fine i'm like so this is why this man has not been kicked out of the home. I mm -hmm. get it. And he's like, okay, it's a maybe that it'll be a maybe in the future. And I'm like, safe. But he's already kind of like feeling safer. And I'm like, damn. <sighs> but also, Drew, you can leave this man and be free and he'll still be a father to your children. I think that, I think that much. I think he probably likes the kids and not you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... It's hard too, because I do see a lot of connection between them. And like, even though he's coming off as so problematic, it's like, who am I to throw stones? Like I've been in like way more toxic relationships than that, that I stayed in way too long. Yeah. And I'm not saying it was a good thing, but I'm not saying there was also not like a really good part of it that maybe could have worked out if I bothered to put any effort into mm -hmm. it. But, Makes sense. Um, so yeah, no, I get it. And like when it's with kids, like, it's hard for yes. sure, for sure. So you would or wouldn't keep Drew? I think I would because okay. I, I think, first of all, I think most people deserve a second season because second okay. season is really, there's like, there are some people where I'm like, nope, I don't need to see anymore. But she has given enough that like, I am willing to see a second season for sure. Okay. I like it. And then like, I don't know, like Cynthia, like, no, I love her as a person, sorry. but I don't, this isn't like, about it's me. a thing, like, it's a thing, but like, I love her as a person. I don't, there's nothing at this point that's a value add. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, there's not, she got married twice. We've seen two marriages. Did she probably had a vow renewal too? <laughs> she did. This is her third wedding. And frankly, of the two, I mean, though, I didn't really like watch the wedding like that. I think the first one was like a way more eventful because her siblings, her mom and her sister tried to like hide her license. And that was crazy. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And this one just felt more bridezilla. So it was like, okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, yeah, we can, I, I, Cynthia, I think you can move on to other things. Have your wine shop, have your, your lake house, Lake Bailey go, you know, I don't think you need to be on the show anymore. Cool. Yeah. I think that mine would be probably every single last niece and candy because i just think the candy throws a really great party um i'd even keep kenya like i mean i don't mind she's always a great villain so why not i mean she's working latoya's last nerve and latoya's working hers so it's going it's going pretty well like she's on yeah. porsche's on her mind 24 7 so i like it and you know 
but it would be I would give Fallon a chance. I'd give Latoya full time, or I'd make Fallon another friend of, like move her up the rank of friend of a little bit. Yeah. And it'd be Portia. It sucks that Tanya, you know, they, oh, they left. I miss Tanya already because I really wanted them to address it. And yeah. it feels like they're not going to because Tanya left and she's like, I need to save my what engagement of 12,000 years. <laughs> um, yeah, it seems like a, a waste. But, anyways, I would do definitely Portia, even Shamia. She's giving me, you know, venue status. Her husband, I feel like there's something there, not in a good way. So mm, I would like to see. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I I do all the nieces and candy because candy throws a great party. And I love yeah. someone who has good pockets and great party throwing skills. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I love it. Oh my God. Kiki, we have come to the end. Please tell people where they can get more of all of your insanely amazing deep dives all of your incredible hot takes and opinions all the things where they can follow you watch you everything um it's on ig and on tiktok it's the talk of shame yes please y'all go check kiki out and literally listen to her on anything you ever see her promote watch follow her so much fun you will not regret it there's so many things um, that you could get into there. I appreciate you so much for coming on. Thank you again. Thank you for having me. Yes, I had a great time. Y'all, again, go check out Kiki on the Talk of Shame. And if not there, you can even, I don't know, maybe like check her out if you see Bravo chat room. Like they definitely had her on there on their Instagram live. And you, it could be, you know, you could be one of the earliest fans of when she decides to take over the show. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, know who, I don't know who we would replace, but it's somebody on that show. So, <laughs> or maybe the seat's open because Kate's gone, okay? And they're doing like nice little auditions, but um, they asked Kiki to be on there and she did an amazing job. So y'all should go ahead and check her out on all the things, keep up with her. And of course, you know where to find me on all the things at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. As always, stay happy, stay healthy, stay safe, and stay home, I guess, kind of a little bit longer, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's great. Okay. Thank y'all so much. Please take care of yourselves and one another. For more about me, Bravo, Housewives, Pop Culture, and so much more, follow me on Instagram at Mixing with Moni, M-I-X-I-N-G-W-I-T-H-M-A-N-I. So you can keep up with me and don't forget to also leave a quick review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening and rate me and maybe give me five stars. Thanks so much. Bye.